Welcome to 3ND, your source for great NBA talk from our spot here in the T-Dot. My name is Dave Levitt. That's the D. This week's three. What's the future for Masai and Kyle Lowry here in Toronto? Are you going for it or are you packing it in, Cleveland Cavaliers and Houston Rockets? And finally, we look at five trade candidates and whether we're buying or selling. Neighbor Brandon is back in the co-host chair. So sit back, relax, and let us walk you through the big three stories from around the association. Brando. Hey, Dave. What's going on, bro? What is going on? Well, you know, uh, snow shoveling is going on in about an hour. Oh, That's yeah. Cool. I'll be out there, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. You'll be watching from your window. I know, I know how it goes. I know how it goes. So, Brandon, are you ready to jump right in? we got some big stuff. Yes, sir. Let's go. Let's go. Let's jump right in. Let's, let, this is like Kyle on a fast break. Okay. <laughs> so, first topic. Masai and Kyle's future with the Raptors. Neither one of them has a contract beyond this year. Bobby Webster's done. Nick Nurse is done. Fred Freddie V is done. So the point guard spot is taken over. What are your thoughts about what's going on with those two guys? So for Masai, like I was very happy to see that we uh, we resigned Bobby Webster. Um, but uh, I know like there's been tons of rumors about uh, Masai Ujiri leaving or not leaving, being pursued by some big names, right? Specifically, Washington's one. Um, I believe there was some talk about Atlanta before. Yeah. Maybe earlier last year. Um, because aside from, you know, Masai making or creating the winning culture and turning around the organization here, he, uh, he, his, his social agenda, like the Giants of Africa thing, mm-hmm. is very important to him, right? And by being in a place like, Washington, you have the the network available to you to to further enhance that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, There's no question I, that Washington, New York made a lot of sense, obviously, because it's the yeah. center of the basketball. You know, like let's, the NBA offices are there. If you could turn around the Knicks, that's like, like I read this week that Forbes still has the Knicks as the most valuable franchise in the league, which is bonkers. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like if you could turn around the Knicks and you could turn around, then that's great. But that's a basketball, really a basketball only move. You have access to other people in New York. Obviously, New York is, in, you know, New York. But Washington gets him closer to some of those political people. Exactly. You know, the access like that, for sure. But do you think that, do you think that's where he's still angling? Do you think he's he's angling an exit um, from the Raptors? You know what? I I have no real opinion on that. I would I want us to keep him forever, if possible, but from what I understand about Ujiri, he's a guy that likes a challenge. Like, as you said, taking the Knicks on and turning them around and making them a contender, like a perennial contender. Yeah. Because I feel like from what he established with the Toronto Raptors, like, I don't think we will ever be another bottom feeder team again. If, like, as cocky as that sounds, like, I don't want to, I don't want to come off as like, you know, um, like my, my poo don't stink, but, you oh, know you what I'm saying? Like, you're, just just so you know, you can say shit on this show. That's where we're cool. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, my shit don't stink. You know, I don't want to come off like that. But, uh, you know, I I, I see him like I he put yeah. this culture of winning. Right? Yeah. No, I agree. Um, here's the thing. Before it was always up to a non-basketball person to hire a president in the GM, right? It was like way back, it was Richard Petty. So they hired, they're like, Isaiah Thomas is a big name. He's cool. We'll take, we'll take Isaiah Thomas. And again, I don't knock Isaiah Thomas because actually, if you look at his drafting record back in the day, he picked some it good players. He was No, they weren't that bad. Now, he's, he couldn't figure out how to get a coach and he was too impatient and whatever. Same thing, you know, like we, we stumbled into Glenn Grunwald because he was the assistant at the time. Like Glenn Grunwald turned out to be a half decent GM. But then, yeah. you know, then we went into the wilderness because, you know, Richard Petty, you know, um, from MLSE was the president, but the guy, guys, the guy was selling condos. His job was to sell condos. It wasn't to run a basketball team. So, oh, Babcock, okay, sure. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we always borrowed someone else's advice. Yeah. And then we went and got 
Colangelo. And I know that people have mixed feelings about Colangelo, but Colangelo I, okay, brought so in I had I thought I had big expectations for Colangelo, but it didn't pan out. Like it looked like it was going to, but like the whole like European the Euro ball thing, I was like, yeah, it's not it's not working after a year or two. Yeah, yeah. No, and that's fair. Uh it, his plan didn't work. But here's where here's where I say the positive about Colangelo is Colangelo brought <laughs> legit exec NBA executive experience and NBA executive um pedigree and, and connections, right? And one of yeah, the, the level of education that he brought here. Yeah, yeah and, then, and what and then and he was like, No, this is how you run an organization and you better spend. And one of the first hires he had was his assistant GM was a guy by the name of Masai Ujiri. Right? So yeah. he brings he so Colangelo sets, you know, it's kind of like bought the land and Ujiri when he came back from Denver built the house. Right. You know what I mean? So you got it. So I, I agree with you. And now we have Bobby Webster locked up. You know, listen, if Bob, if we didn't sign Bobby Webster, he was going to become a um, an, a, a president and, and another place. So if Ujiri leads, it's not hard to see them just saying, you know what, come on up. You get the, you get the big, you get the big chair, Bobby. Yeah. You know, so uh, to your point, I think that the Raptors now have a culture similarly to what, like, and I don't know, again, they haven't won anything yet, but similar to when Balmer bought the Clippers, right? That Clippers team is not going to be the Clippers that we grew up with. No. You know, like with guys who are like, who's that guard? Who, who's starting for the Clippers? Like, they're <laughs> we're, we're a long way from the Darius Miles and Quinton Richardson. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, remember those guys? Those, 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 the forehead? Come on, the four. The, the, the Corey, come on, the Corey McGetty to Darius Miles yep. teams didn't yep. get you going? <laughs> Oh man! Scrapping Dude. for that seventh and eighth spot every time. Yeah. Hey, you know what we need to do, guys? There's a there's a great players on the get in the in the in the draft, and we got the number one pick. We're gonna pick this guy, Olawa Candy, the Candy, <laughs> the Candy Man. I remember him. Oh boy. Anyway, that's I a, think I saw a, a Slam magazine with him on it, like the next big man of the future or something. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'll find it. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, oh, little candy! Just like Keith Van Horn was going to revolutionize the the team for for the Nets. KBH, woo! There he is, then there he is. Yeah. The 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 great white hope, as it were. Okay, <laughs> so that's Masai. I don't know that he's. I I agree. I think the longer this goes on, I think the the more likely it is that Masai is going to try. He's like, listen, I got my guys. I signed everybody. I got all of my boys taken care of. Peace. I'm out. Yeah. yeah. And whether it's to another I, I basketball can't... job or whether it's to something else, I actually don't see him in the NBA uh, for his next job. I think he takes some time, um, maybe becomes a special connections to the league. Um, right. I could see him, to be honest, I could see him going and saying, you know what, I'm going to spend half my year in North America and half my year back in Africa with these development programs and bring the first ever professional basketball league to Africa. And then oh, yeah. a pipeline to the NBA. Right, right, right. And to be honest, if I were, it's kind of like, I don't know how much uh, you know about the Blue Jays, but the Blue Jays were one of the first teams ever when they were an expansion team to, to have a farm re- team. What's that? To have a farm team? No, they weren't the first one to have a farm team, but they were the first one, one of the first ones to have a full time scout in the Dominican. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So you go, so you know what I mean? Like you go and you set up shop in the Dominican, and the first, you know, five years are just blue jays guys coming down and everybody every kid's wearing a blue jays t-shirt and a blue jays hat because that's what the you now have loyalty from this place you know to and it's like all these kids are like well my favorite team is the blue jays because you know that's what we know yeah uh you know now not every dominican player obviously plays for the blue jays not every dominican superstar but now can you can you imagine a, a baseball team not having a dominican scout or not even having dominican players on their team like it doesn't make sense yeah I'm so sorry. that being said, like, would like would, if Ujiri goes to Africa to do his uh, half a year there, half a year here thing, yeah, would he still would he bring the Raptors brand with him? I don't know if he brings the Raptors brand with him, but what I'm saying is that I think that Africa, is, I think Ujiri is seeing the future, and I think the future of the of the NBA is is African players. Yeah, not just African American players, which I think you know, like you you've got like kid, kid if you if you are. Um, even remotely athletic and you're black or uh, then you've been exposed to the NBA because there's a yeah. culture around it. Right. Right. Uh, you know, I don't want to, I'm not saying that, you know, every, every black kid plays basketball. I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is that there's the, the cool factor. Yeah. Right. 
um, is, you know, even like even NFL guys talk about, oh, I grew up playing, you know, playing hoops or whatever, right? Yeah. I'm saying, so you have a market there. What I'm saying is that in Africa, there's an untapped market. And I think Ujiri sees that. Agreed, agreed. You know. There's just potential, right? Well, and I, and again, they don't have a professional league of their own. And I just think the NBA, no. like the NBA is looking at it going like, just licking their chops in terms of both the development pipeline. So you have new players, new stars and whatever, but you also have revenue. Oh, right. Yeah. Like expand the whole thing to Africa. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know what you mean bring like, have like an NBA. No, not a, but like, I mean like, like a G League. TV rights. Yeah. G League, whatever, stuff yeah. like that. You, you know what I'm saying? So like there's, 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 there's money to be made there. And I think Ujiri is, is both, wants to improve the lives of players there genuinely, but I also think the NBA will probably partner with him and say, okay, dude, but this is what we want. Yeah. All right. We talked a lot about Masai. What about Kyle? Kyle's running out, you know, we're running out of season. Apparently his house is for sale, although, you know, from what I hear, his house has been for sale for over a year, so it's not a big news story. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? What is Kyle? Is it one? Is Kyle looking to be done with Toronto? And two, is Kyle wanting uh, – or sorry, are the Raptors wanting to sort of move on from Kyle and maybe get something for him? So the, you could have uh, – there's two schools of thought here from what I see, right? So the first one is, you know, Kyle's here. He's paid his due. He's the greatest Raptor ever. I'm pretty sure, like, we can argue about that all day, but that's what I believe. Um, I think – that we should, like, I have to put on my uh, GM glasses here and say, listen, Kyle, thank you for your service. We're obviously not going to go deep in the playoffs this year, so we're going to ship you out for summer term because his contract is up at the end of the year, right? Oh, yeah. So and it's a big, we're going to ship you out and see what too. we get. Yeah, oh, huge, huge, huge money. So, like, we'd have to get like back, like, two or three guys unless, like, you did, nobody's going to do, like, a superstar trade for, for Lowry. You know, thirty-four-year-old Lowry, but unless unless it's a three-way deal like with Cleveland or something, right? Where you, you we can we pick up Drummond, another team, can, yeah. um Kyle, and then Cleveland gets picks and 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 cheaper contracts. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I I think it was when we talked last, we said there was a hypothetical trade. I don't know. I don't know if it was with you, but I was talking with someone about this. So, uh. Philadelphia, Washington, and Toronto. Philly gets Lowry. Okay. Uh, Washington gets Simmons, and we get Beal. But I'm like, there's no way. There's n- yeah. There's, there's no way that's gonna happen. There's no way Philly's like saying, "Oh wait, Bradley Beal's on the table on the move, and Ben Simmons is on the move, and we get Kyle Lowry." Mm, yeah. Only. No. Mm, no thanks. Right, like but what you're saying is a three-team deal with Cleveland, so we get Drummond, Lowry goes to you know failure. So I don't know, but yeah, like I, I let's say I see, it, but like team to team, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, like let's like like if you were to like you know play this out in terms of like you know fantasy GM, which is you know something that we all enjoy doing. Kyle, if you want to, we all want to put Kyle in, in Philly because Kyle in Philly makes you know this sense in terms of his hometown. Yeah. It'd be nice for him to take a run at the championship from you know from. You know. Yeah, like you want to, you want to reward him. Yeah, because because we, we love him, right? He's he's he's, he's been our guy. But yeah. if that deal were to be made, you know, um, Cleveland's again, I don't see Philly being happy with just getting like Kyle, um, straight up. So, uh, like only Kyle, they'd have to get something else. Um, yeah, just because again, if you're shipping out a Ben Simmons type deal, I don't think you can, and I don't think you can add. I mean, the thing is, maybe it's Toby. Tobias Harris and or Seth Curry. Well, this Tobias Harris, Seth Curry, and and some money and some some picks going to Cleveland to sweeten the deal because um, Harris still has some some money on his deal, right? But it's the only way you can fit Kyle and yeah. Simmons in the same deal. But to be honest, I I don't know where Kyle fits um, among big contenders, and I'm not saying that like uh, as a as an insult, but most of the big contenders are pretty set. The only team that doesn't really have a point guard. It makes the most logical sense is, of course, the, the Clippers. But yeah, but one, what what are the what's Clippers the return? have to give you because they gave up so much to get Paul George? 
Yeah. And two, <laughs> from a Toronto fan point of view, how p how pissed will Toronto fans be if it's Kyle Sturge and Kawhi winning in the Clippers? I know. And you get back uh, Lou Will and Pat Bev. I'll be so pissed. You get Lou Will, like, get out Lou of- Will and a 20-30 first-round pick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Like, no not at all. No, you know, and Iva Zubox. Like, you know, no, what are we doing here? Um, so, you know, I don't think the, the obvious fits are there. Um, I, I mean, I, I, I fully take uh, ownership. I thought Dallas was going to be a lot better than they are this year. I, I You know what? I did, too. I did, too. And um, maybe they will, maybe they won't figure it out. But like Lowry as the point guard on Dallas, with Luca as sort of your uh, your point forward type, you know, let let Luca play. Like Luca and Kyle can both play off the ball a little bit more. Like they can share the yeah. the, the the responsibilities for initiating the offense. And then Porzingis down low, that that just organizes things a lot more, right? But yeah. I don't know if there's anything on Dallas that I really want. Other than Porzingis. Like, yeah, other than Porzingis. <laughs> and like, they ain't giving up Porzingis. No. And you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. So it'll be interesting. I do think though that it's time to have that conversation with Kyle, don't you? Don't you think it's like if if you're Bobby Webster and you saw you sit down with Kyle, you know, sometime soon in Yeah, because we're like, not the Raptors are not going around this year. We're gonna you know, we'll squeak into the first round yeah. and, you know, probably lose to like Brooklyn or something, but whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, listen, if they get, if they get, if they get, the East is a bit of a mess, right? Like the other night when we lost, when we played Boston and we lost, if we had won that, we would have tied Boston for fourth. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. It's, it, you know, there really are only like Brooklyn and Philly who are really, really taking it, taking it uh, to, um, Milwaukee, I think, is starting to round in and figure out what they are and starting to win some games, which is good, but at the same for them, but like at the same time, I don't trust them until the playoffs, right? Like let's see what you guys actually can do in the playoffs. Exactly. Um, great record. And really but... does, does, does does Brooklyn scare you? After seeing well, you know what? They, when we beat them uh yeah, two no, Fridays ago. Yeah. If if Kevin Durant's in the game, we lose that game. Oh, hundred percent. But you know, it, it's if you have an off night from one of those guys, the other could pick it up. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't see them being as dominant as LeBron's Lakers. Like I, no, I really don't. No, no, I don't see them beating the Lakers. I'll be honest with you: the team from the East that I think matches up best with the Lakers, and still, I don't think they beat the Lakers necessarily in seven games, is Philly. Philly has yeah. figured out. Philly did. <laughs> In one summer, Daryl Morey figured out exactly what Philly needed, which is, I'm gonna, we got two guys who can't shoot the three, so everybody else on our roster has to shoot threes. <laughs> That's it. And then, and then you just let Joel Embiid go to work. You know. Yeah. Now, I, I still, I don't trust Embiid. I really don't. Like, uh, you know, one night he drops 36 in, you know, 18 and five blocks, and the next, you know, he's like, I ate a cheeseburger, I'm out. So, you know, like I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't trust him. He's he's been playing really great this year, but that to see Philly matching up with the Lakers is the only one that I can see that can kind of match up because Simmons can. I'm not going to say he can, you can guard and stop LeBron, but Simmons can hang with LeBron. He can he give him a little bit of trouble. What's that? He can give him a little bit of trouble. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, and he's 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 long enough. He's lengthy enough, and he's a good defender. Simmons is a really good defender. Um, I think. Anthony Davis and Joel Embiid almost cancel each other out in terms of what they bring on the offensive end and on whatever they bring on the defensive end. Yeah. But the Lakers got Marcus Saul, <laughs> which is yeah. like Embiid's kryptonite. He, I think, oh, he, I think he sees Marcus Saul and goes, oh, damn "If it. that's the situation, it's it's because Marcus Saul is still living in Embiid's head rent free since 2019." Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. He's just yeah. He set up a camp. He's got a tent. He's now. Uh, He's now building a, a, a nice cottage, right? Up yeah, there. He's, uh, it's oh. true, and so that's why I'm saying, like, I think I think the Lakers over seven games just you can't you. I don't see any team, to be honest, being able to solve the Lakers over seven games. You might be able to win two. You're not winning four. No, you're not winning four. All right, let's let's pivot. Let's go into uh, fold or double down. So fold means you know just give it up. Double down means, yep, let's try and go for it. The Cavs 
and the Rockets are the two teams I want to look at. Who do you want to do first, Cavs or Rockets? Uh, let's do the Cavs first. Okay, let's do the Cavs first. So the Cavs had a nice start, you know. Um, came out blazing. Came out blazing. They came out, they guns firing, and, you know, sex land was a real thing. Not. <laughs> oh, that's so weird. <laughs> That's the greatest. That's the greatest nickname, greatest sports nickname in the last fifteen years. Yeah, Sexton. Um, so Darius Garland, Colin Sexton, great start to the year. They've kind of tapered off, but Kevin Love, you know, uh, if Kevin Love can ever give them anything, I think Kevin Love will, uh, you know, pushes that team. Do you go? And now you've got Andre Drummond, and now you've got Jared Allen, and Torian Prince is not is no no slouch either. He's a decent piece, right? I don't think he's no. like gonna push the needle in terms of like you're gonna make the championship or not. But Torian Peace Torian Prince can play. You got Jared Absolutely. Allen, you got JaVale McGee, you've got Dwight Drummond, so you're trying to have more centers than the Detroit Pistons. Yeah. Do you do you trade off to some of those bigger pieces to get future stuff? Or do you uh do the opposite and try and bring in a couple of pieces to try and make one at the playoffs? So right now they're ten and seventeen. Yep, they're on a five-game losing streak. Well, like the seventh, like the sixth to, or sorry, fifth to to twelfth in the East. Eight, nine, yeah, to twelfth in the East is separated by four games. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So and there's still anybody still at least a half a season to go. Exactly. So like, I'm not calling time of death on any of these teams, but um. Kevin Love is coming back. Hopefully, in the next within the next two weeks. Yep, I hope. Um, so maybe see where you go there. If Love is playing, you know, maybe more than twenty minutes a game and he's producing, and Garland comes back into form because he was out for a little bit too, right? Mm-hmm. If everybody comes back and is like you know playing half decent ball and they're staying around you know five hundred, then I say you. Look to divest yourself of Drummond. Maybe see what you can get for Allen. Maybe don't shot both of those guys, but just you know, see who wants what, right? And see what you can get back in return. Right. Oh, and okay. then, like it's. I think it's a little bit too early to, you know, say pack it in for them or keep going for it right now. Oh, so you're, 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 just, you're, you're just you're adding a third one. I said I said uh, <laughs> you're you're, you're saying fold. I think go for it or, or fold or whatever. And you're saying, uh, no, no, just stay. You're not doubling down. You're, you're, you're just checking your cards. You're just checking. No, no, I can't. Uh, I can't uh, raise the stake or fold right now. No, so you're you're just checking. All right, all right. All right. I'm waiting for the river card to come in. Then then, then we'll go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, card listen, I'll, I'll be How about that for an analogy. <laughs> oh man, we are twisting this one, aren't we? I'll be honest with you. I think it's time for the so the Cavs to realize who they are. You're ten and seventeen. You did not have expectations of this year, and it's great that. Uh, Garland and Sexton have come along, but you don't really have. You got Jared Allen now, who I think is your center of the future. I, I really do. I think uh, Brooklyn um, dropped the ball on that one. I think Jared Allen is, is it's a really good player. I know you have to get you have to make moves to, you know, you have to give up good pieces to get a piece like um, James Harden. But I think in Cleveland, Jared Allen's there. So I start. I say, you know, if uh, if someone really comes at me with a half decent offer for the expiring contract of. Um, Dwight Drummond, or no, sorry, Dwight Drummond. Oh, no, CBC no. News. Wow. Yeah, Dwight Drummond. <laughs> wow, CBC shout out right there. Local. Anyway, you know Andre Drummond. If they want to get Andre Drummond and want to give you some pieces for him, take it. Do it. I don't yeah. care what you get for him, really, because he's redundant now. You're not going to pay him again. You're not. You're not resigning him. They can get quite a bit back for him too, because his his contract's like twenty nine mil. That's what it's twenty nine mil. It's coming off the books, so you know you can get at least a first and some and some decent contracts with it. And again, knowing that you're Cleveland, and I mean this without um, disrespect to the fine fine city of Cleveland, you're not attracting free agents to that team just yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're, so if you have to eat a little bit of money and say, you know what, okay, we're gonna give up Dwight or sorry, wow, I keep doing that, Andre Drummond. And you felt like, okay, here, here's Andre Drummond and his contract, and we'll take back a guy with a bit of term on his contract, but he's, you know, an intriguing piece. Do it. Do it. Yeah. All no, right. no, you're right. You're right. Let's flip to the Rockets. The Rockets, after a weird start, are actually playing half decent. John Wall's getting into it. Like, he's missing every other game, but whatever. Yeah. But- I'm, he's on my fantasy team. I'm not crying. I'm, I'm just uh, 
little bit angry, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's load management, baby. It's taking off everywhere. Load management for everyone. Exactly. I, I mean, if anyone thought that John Wall was going to play all seventy-two this season, like you're, you're, you're smoking. No. And you need to share because it's not. It's not. Like he's coming off of two years where he barely played ball. Like, you know, I I don't blame him for 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 playing every other game. And but they make the deal. They get Oladipo. Oladipo turns out to be far from the you know malcontent or even like a an injury problem. Like he, Oladipo's playing good ball. Yeah, he's, his 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 explosiveness is still there. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, he's playing really good defense actually too. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying like. And now you got teams like Miami and the Knicks kind of sniffing around, and you're like, well, maybe this is it. So, do you, with this roster, which doesn't have a lot of younger pieces that you're trying to develop, right? You got PJ Tucker, who can, who's I think is attractive to a lot of teams. Eric Gordon could be attractive to teams, although that contract's a little long. Um, yeah. You got, you know, Boogie Cousins, who again, if you if you miss out on on uh, on a if you need a center, <clears throat> Brooklyn. Um, <laughs> Boston, you know, like you can go and get these guys, and they're not going to cost you a ton because you know, one, they're they're still you know coming up, or they have long contracts that are you know are prohibitive. But on the flip side, Houston, you got a chance to still you know if you, maybe you add one you know smaller piece, you can probably take a run at the playoffs. Yeah, what do you do? I I I think they should uh, they should go for it. Like keep going. Yeah, I agree. Make, make, make one because Christian Wood is out for a little bit of time because that nasty ankle roll, Oof. right? Yeah, that was not that was not pretty. That, that was that was horrible. Um, he's out for I think I would say four weeks, maybe. Oh, yeah, four to six probably. Maybe six, four yeah, to six. six. Again, it all depends on on um, how well he rehabs and, and and the COVID stuff, right? Yeah. Um. So, you know, like. Boogie's giving him good minutes. Like I think they, you're right. They do need to ship PJ Tucker. Like he, he's, he's. He, this isn't small ball center anymore. You know what I mean? He can't really fulfill a role on this team. But, well, I think once Christian Wood comes back, he almost doesn't. Have, I mean, he's, he's not, he's, he's not quick enough to guard threes, in my opinion, anymore. He used to be, but he's not, not anymore. No. He's a four. He's a slightly undersized four, but he's a four, who, and he's a stretch four because he can hit the three pretty consistently, right? Yeah. But once you got Christian Wood, doesn't Christian Wood do do those things? He's not as good a defender, but doesn't he do the same things for you offensively? He stretches the floor, he gets some rebounds. He's a lot bigger. He's taller, you know. He's not as strong because PJ Tucker's got what they what what they, what they call it, old man strength. Yeah, he's he's got dad strength. Uh, he is full on grown man strength. Like he's you, you have to expect him. To, you know, he's he's that guy in the in the. In the pickup games, he's always just giving you little shots, and like when he yeah. like backs you down, he, you're just like, "Dude, what's with the elbow in the chest? Shut up, son. <laughs> Take it." You know, like, and then you know, uh, you know, God bless his shoe collection, his sneaker collection, right? But like, um, the man, I don't, he's got too much money. I don't know. Oh, listen, they all they all do, man. I mean, uh, not to not to turn this into a sneaker pod, but you got to see. There's a photo. Somewhere online, there's a series of photos of C or a video of CC C. Sabathia, the, the the Yankees pitcher, the former Yankees pitcher, yeah. and he literally he's like cleaning out the closet, and it's down like the entire hallway of his house into an, a room, all the way around to the wraparound to the um, uh, walk-in closet, and then back out again to the hallway. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Again, like man. back when, like I thought I had a lot of shoes, right? But then, like, <laughs> yeah, when we had uh, before before COVID, when we were allowed to go into shops and stuff. I'd be like walking in the mall, and like I'd like you know start walking towards Full Locker. My fiance would be like, "Nope, nope, we're not going in there." Nope. <laughs> uh, so then you're like, "No, no, okay," and you walk by, and then you're like, "Oh, you know what? I forgot to grasp." You go ahead, honey. I'll I'll I'll, I'll make you like ten, fifteen. Come back, you know, just pop in. And you're like, "Listen, I need those Yeezys. Just, just, just drop them. Just drop them in this, in this, in this duffel bag right here." In this, in this, <laughs> just take them out of the box. Put them in the back. Just put them right in the back. It's all good. It's all good. You know that's why men. That's why. That's why if you ever see you know men between the ages of you know seventeen and forty walking around with a duffel bag and a gym like a gym bag in the in the mall, you know what that's about. That's that they, yeah. they're not going to work out. They're trying to kick. So we can hide. So we can hide our sneaker addiction right. for a while. Right. It's just hiding. It's just hiding the kicks. That's all we're doing. 
That's all we're doing. Do, do you, do you, there's a reason. I, Brandon, you know me. I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm right next door. You know that uh, the number of boxes. There's a reason that I come home and clear the boxes first. Okay? There's a reason. <laughs> all right. So I think we're both on the same page about this. Sneaker King PJ Tucker probably is expendable. You could probably get another piece to make that run in the playoffs. I say go for it if you're the Houston Rockets. Because yeah, you don't have you don't have like a, like I said you don't have the young guys in Cleveland like Cleveland does where you're hoping to add pieces. This is it. Like you're all your guys are you know mid career. You got to go for it. Also, wouldn't it, wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be just great? James Harden gives up them, tells them the trash, and then they go and they 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 win around in the playoffs. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be that would be the ultimate fairy tale ending for Houston season this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean. That's just that's just awesome. Okay, so I got five guys on my list for a game I want to play called buy or sell. Okay, so yeah. buy means you are trading for that player, and maybe you can even say that if there's a team that you think that they would be better to go to, or sell, which is like, nah, I'm not touching that guy. I don't care who, what you know, what they're sweat, what they're or they're giving. I sent you a, a list of five guys. It's a little under the radar, yeah. guys. Got it here. Yeah. All right. So let's start off with with Houston right there with Oladipo. If uh, if if the Rockets make Oladipo available, are you buying or selling? I am one hundred percent buying. One hundred percent buying. Okay. Yeah. Why? So even though, like you know, he he struggled a little bit coming off the uh, the quad injury. Like even that was really bad. If you remember, um, he's still averaging like twenty five and five this year. Like that's. Yeah, no, it's for a, guy, for a guy that hasn't played in a long time, you know what I mean? Those are legit numbers. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, like I, I don't think Houston's gonna let him go. Maybe not, maybe they will. But if I had the opportunity to, I'm definitely buying old Victor Oladipo. Yeah. Is there is there a spot where you think he fits best? Right now, I would love to see him maybe like he would be a really good boost to Miami. He would. I agree. I agree. And you could probably yeah. pick up some. Yeah, I agree. I think he's. I think Miami's a good fit for him. And my my first basketball of the New York Knicks, I think, are another great fit for him. Yeah. Because if you have Oladipo, if your four, if your guard rotation has Oladipo, Rose, Emmanuel, quickly, um, Reggie Bullock. And you keep RJ out of that two guard spot and you keep him on the wing at the three. That's a that's a team, man. That's, that's a, dangerous. That, I'm just saying. I think. You know, I'm let me let me let me just pause this right here. You know my biggest issue with New York is right now. What's that? Julius Randle needs to pass the goddamn ball. Oh. <laughs> like holy, the amount of times he's forced just non just shit. Like he's got to yeah. pass the ball. Listen, Julius Randle knows what. What, what time it is, okay? So Julius Randle is looking for looking out for him. Julius Randle yeah. has to pad those stats because Julius Randle knows that the future is not in, you know, he's rent, he's renting, he ain't buying in the greater New York area. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. The Knicks aren't, aren't going to commit long-term to him, but he's like, mm, if, I, if I get these numbers, if I get this stuff, I'm going to get mine, and you know who's going to overpay me? The Orlando Magic. <laughs> yeah. Once they, once they get rid of uh, Aaron Gordon, right? What you know, that's that's all we need. That's all you know. That's all you all you need, baby. Swap, swap out one guy who can get you seventeen points for another guy who can get you seventeen points. <laughs> Long live uh, the Magic Kingdom. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I'm I'm buying on Oladipo this season if they make him available, and I don't know that they will now. But if they do, I'm in. I'm in on Oladipo big time. All right, Lamarcus Aldridge, buy or sell? Um, I'm on the fence here. I'll be honest with you because a team that needs a big man that can score a little bit, like he's had, uh, he's scoring like, you know, 14 points per game this year, mm-hmm. 4.3 uh, rebounds. Like his numbers have been the lowest they've ever been since his rookie season. Yep. Right. Yep. But he's got, he's 35 years old. He's got this hip injury. Like, you know what I mean? He's not explosive anymore. Like he's, you can really see the numbers that are affected by the hip injury with the, the rebounds, you know what I mean? Yeah. His rebounds are less than that. Yeah, I agree. So you know what? But then, like he could help a team like Boston, but like for me personally, I'm not I'm selling it. Yeah. 
interesting. We're talking about Boston, whatever. No, I like no, I I, I like the Boston pick because I think if you doubled him with Tice, if you didn't have to give up Tice to get him, I think he and Tice are a nice little, or even him and Thompson, are a nice mix inside for you, right? Yeah, um, they'll get you there, but they won't necessarily get your. Um, it won't be pretty, but they'll. You know, I definitely think he's a bit of an upgrade, especially when it comes to the playoffs and things slow down a little bit, and you have to play a half court. He can't. Yeah. Run. He can't run the fast break. He can't be, you know, up and down. But I think, yeah, I think he's not a bad pick. Uh, you know, side question. Does he get bought? Like, this is his last year, isn't it, in his contract? I believe so. I believe so. he's a free agent at the end of the year. So, um, does San Antonio give him the, the old thanks for thanks for everything, we'll buy you out, go sign with a contender? No, I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I can see it happening. Um San Antonio's got to turn the page, and they got to basically say, like, you know, I could have had Demar on this list. I I didn't because I want to actually talk about him in future weeks. I think the the case of right. uh, of Demar Derozan and where he goes is is fascinating. But um, yeah, I'm I'm with you. I don't I, I I'm not I'm not all in on on Aldridge. Okay, we talked about him before. He's not CBC's uh, lead anchor. I'm talking about <laughs> Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond, <laughs> by yourself. Um, I'm I'm buying 100. percent 100. percent I see. I'm not 100 percent in on them, but I, if I, well, it depends. It depends who we, are we talking from a rapper's point of view, or are we talking from like uh no no just a league wide. Like if 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 you if you had a chance to get them, could you would you go do it? And I hear some. You know you know what? I'm you looking at these things through through Raptors tinted glasses. Ah uh, okay. Homeboy. I think I think when I made my notes on this on these guys, I I was I was looking at it through Raptors tinted glasses. I must have been. Okay, because, that's fair. Well, I mean, listen, Oladipo, if you want to go back to the first guy, Oladipo would look really, really nice in our backcourt. Yeah, it's like him and Norm, the 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 flighty twins, you know what I mean? Oh, These guys yeah. just take off. Oh, yeah. Take off and go. But back to Drummond, um, you know, he does make a really big – he's $29 million. Yeah. Again, this can be really hard to, to, to match, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Without you giving know, up a big piece of your own that you want to keep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we already know that his fit in Cleveland is – he doesn't fit. Yeah. You know, they have they have way too many bigs. They just got to get rid of some. Yeah. Spend some here, maybe. I doubt it. Like, who are we matching for $29 million? Well, if you're, if you're going here and you don't want to give up Kyle – because the Kyle for for Drummond trade is just not happening. So get no. that out of your head, um, Raptor fans. Um, I, you, you give up. You have to give up Norm. You probably have to give up Terrence Davis. You might have to give up some, some like a Patrick McCaw to make the the salaries work out, right? Like I think Norm's making what fourteen. And, uh, and no more than that. Norm. Norm. Yeah. No. He's he, he's on a he's he's still on a relatively cheap deal. That's why he's going to opt out and try and cash in this summer. I think he's no, I suppose Norm's making like 20-something, isn't he? No, 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 no. Norm's not even that high. Norm's not that high. Really? Yeah. Like oh, no, because he got signed like he got a contract extension like what? 20? Yeah, yeah. And it was like the average something. was 11, but I think it's got progressively bigger. So I think this year he's yeah, yeah, sorry, you're right, you're making 14. So if he's making okay. 14 and then, you know, you throw in like McCaw who's making about 4, that's 18. And you got to get up to about twenty, you know. So like, and then maybe you throw in an Aaron Baines, just because that'll match those numbers. Just just take him, take him, please. Like Aaron Baines, you're a tough guy, you're a nice guy, but dude, you know what I mean. Learn how to learn how to finger roll, man. Just catch a goddamn ball on a pick and roll, like holy Christ! Yeah, jeez, it's brutal. The guy's clubs for hands, like yeah, just brutal. So. Um, I am trading. I, I'm. I. You're saying 100. percent I'm not 100. percent But I think, yeah, there, there are, there is enough of a fit. And if I'm a, a contender, I make that work. I make it work. If I've got the, if I've got like mid-range pieces, then yeah, I make that work. I think, I think Drummond brings enough. Um, just from, just from the, from the rebounding and defense alone, and whatever you get right. on offense, he's not going to be your primary guy on offense. But then who cares? Yeah. You know, and and unlike Aaron Baines, he can actually catch things on the pack, pick and roll, and and the rolls really nicely actually to the basket. So I agree, I'm with you on Drummond. 
Yeah, he just dunked. He's he's also twenty eight. He's only twenty eight. Yeah, he's also you know relative you know pretty young for and 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 entering his prime. So yeah. I agree, and I think to be honest, uh, he he knows he's not getting twenty eight, twenty nine mil next year. No, so you get a nice look at him, and maybe he comes in at you know nineteen twenty next year, right? So there you go. All right, two guys left. I'm gonna do this one because uh, you know uh, we'll save we'll save the juicy one for last. Evan Fournier. Evan Fournier is a uh, you know a, a really nice under the radar piece. He was played. I mean, it's under the radar because he played in Portland and then he played in Orlando. So like national TV coverage, he, yeah, never zero zero absolutely nothing. So here we go. Are you in on a guy like Fournier? I'll give you my my report after. What do you think, Evan Fournier? I I want to say I'm buying. Evan Fournier, I think he hasn't really had, you know, much chance because he's a he's a he's a good shot creator. He's not really the best playmaker, yep. if you understand what I'm saying. Yep. Like he can he can create his own shots, but he can't get. He's not really good at getting other guys yep. other guys involved. But you know, like I I think he would benefit a team again, like New York or. Possibly, oh, I, I think Toronto. Be a nice piece in Toronto. Be. Yeah, yeah, because he's a two-three, right? He so can he can play. Up, like, you know, so look, if Fournier and I'm, just, I'm advocating for, for trading for Fournier because I think he does a lot of the things that people don't even notice. And then you look up, and you're like, oh, that guy had 14 points and six rebounds and two assists and three deflections. Like he's just, he's just a. Yeah. a he, you know, who he reminds me of. He's a cheaper version of Harrison Barnes. In that he's a guy who gives huh. you good minutes, plays hard. You know he's pretty decent on defense. He can cover. He can cover a guy on defense. He's not. You know he's not all NBA defense, but he's he's good. He goes and he's sneakily. And you look down at the yeah, like sorry, he, he's passable. Yeah, yeah. Like he's not. He's, he's passable on defense. Yeah, you're right. And then you go and you see him, and then you look at his stat line. And you're like, wow, that guy had you know twelve points on Tuesday, and then on Thursday he dropped fourteen. Like he's. He's a guy who will help your team. There's no question, and he can shoot the three. Like if you, if he's got, if he's got a little bit of, uh, yeah. a little bit of room, he can shoot the three. So I think Fournier looks really great, and he's kind of underrated because we haven't seen him play on a big stage, right? I think uh, I, I'm all in on Fournier, and I think actually he's a guy who whoever gets him, um, either in trade or signing, you know, or signs him when he's a free agent. I'm telling you, I think Fournier is uh, is a bit of a steal, and he's still got some. You know, he's he's a little bit older. I think he's 31, 32, so he's a little bit older. But no, he's only no, he's, he's only uh, twenty eight. Like he's been around longer. Okay, even, yeah, even more reason than right. Like he's still like I don't know. I like him. I like Fournier a lot. So I'm in. I'm I'm with you. I think he's a. He, I'm all in on on Evan Fournier, especially if you're trying to get Oladipo and you can't get him. Yeah, you know, he's not a bad. Um, fallback position. He's not the same, but he'll cost you a lot less too, right? A lot less. So, like, he, he's just been, like, languishing, I feel, in, <laughs> yeah. under the mouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Listen, there's only so many times you can go to Epcot to, to see France again, you know? Like, he let the boy free. And he looks really great in Toronto. We have a lot of French bakeries. It's a small world. Speak for some, you know, some people <laughs> up here in Canada speak French. He'll, he'll enjoy it. Uh, you know, welcome, my friend. Welcome. Yeah. Me. Okay. Lonzo Ball is our last guy on the list. Buy or sell? Now, the rumor is that he is definitely on the block. New Orleans is looking to move on for whatever reason. Yeah, so he's lost his uh, his role. He's lost a role there because they got uh, SGA. Yeah. Or, sorry, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Yeah. Wrong cousin there, and uh, Kira Jones, uh, yeah. JJ Redick yeah. is also well, in the JJ same boat, right? And as Lonzo Ball, JJ Redick, um, on that team doesn't make any sense because you don't need him. I mean, everyone needs a three point gunner, but he's a he exactly that, that's, he is basically a three point gun, like he's, he's a he's a hired gun at this point, so exactly. So, the reason why I brought him up is. Will they package Lonzo Ball and JJ Redick together to a team like 
I don't oh, know. Okay. Give me well, some. Give I'm, me some help uh, here. If I'm looking for three point shooting, um, obviously I'm in the top half. Listen, let's throw let's throw Boston in that in that thing. And I say this because Boston needs depth at the guard point. You, you still got Kemba, so Lonzo's coming off the bench, but he's come off the bench before. If you did, listen, Lonzo, you're going to be our sixth man. Yeah, you're coming in, and your job is to so change things up and make, keep things going. We've got Kemba, who's got knee issues, so you never know, right? Yeah, he's he's very on and off. And you know, he's JJ always Reddick, hurting. He's always sitting in, like, games. We're going for it this year, JJ Reddick. Can you imagine if you have to cover Brown, Tatum, and Reddick? But who's who? Who are they going to give kid? up? Well, that's the thing. Uh, Prentice, what's his name? What's that Richard, Richard. Oh, Richard? No, no, they're keeping him. I love I'm, that kid. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm keeping saying, that kid. That I'm, kid is special. Again, he's that special. kid's had. Yeah, it's be, okay, if it's a win Boston, now move, and Boston's then, like, yeah, know, yeah, chips in the middle, we're going for it. Then you you give up Pritchard because I think he's interesting and and again might develop into something that's a good bench piece for them. I think you give up your first round pick, and I think you to make the salaries match up, you have to give up somebody else off the bench. And so you know you, you figure I don't know I can't even, I can't even picture like a combination of guys, but like you know there's some there's something where you give up, you know. I don't know, even know what their bench looks like. I can't. Even, I can't even picture Boston's yeah. bench right now because they have a bunch of guys who I'm like, wait, that guy. Oh, he's killing us. Like that Ojale kid. Like he just killed us. Murdered yeah, Ojale Friday night murdered us. You know, call the cops. You know, like Tatum. Tatum wasn't playing well. Um, yeah. Brown was doing well. Brown started killing in the second half, yeah. but. Yeah. This this Ojale kid just well, destroyed us. Like, he's shooting the lights out. Like it was so bad, I thought David Caruso was going to come out with sunglasses. It was it was a full on murder scene. <laughs> yeah, <Got> balls. Yeah. <laughs> so so the sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm I'm not sold on Lonzo. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you why. It's not the father and the the story and all really? the stuff that everyone wanted. No, well, is it improved. is it the shoot the he, shooting? Yeah, he's improved. He's he he's, yeah. a, he's actually. I was, I was about to say he's a better shooter than than a three point. He's a better three point shooter than uh, than Devin Booker. And I I'm telling you, everyone would trade for Devin Booker. Yeah, he's at, well, yeah, well, Booker's um, struggling really he's, hard. He's on a bit of a slide. I think Devin Booker's a little streaky, and I think he's a little um, still having to figure out how to play off the ball because he's had to be you know do everything right. Um, but uh, going back to Lonzo Ball, right. the reason I'm, I'm kind of uh, on a sell and not a buy for him is he's a guy who I don't think – I think he thinks his role is bigger than – or he needs a bigger role than actually what, he's, what, is, what is best suited for. You're a number two pick. You're told you're the greatest thing. Your brother, LaMelo, is blowing up in Charlotte, right? Little, little, a little bit of a slide lately, but you know, for the most part, he's going to dominate yeah. the rookie of the year thing. I think that Lonzo sees himself as a, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm a lead guard on a top four or five team in the league, and he's not. He's not. He's a good point guard, but that's why I said, like, if he ended up in the, in a Boston situation, like we talked about, and was like, oh, listen, you're going to be a six guy, you're going to become Lou Will. That's where I think his career could could go. Right, come in, not even a floor general. The floor general, Lou Will. You. you go full Jamal Crawford. You go full like take the like in the second unit. I want you to torch second units. I think he's there. Oh, that would be that you would know, be where he a really good role. The offense and get everyone organized. I just I don't see it, but I do see him in the second unit being like you know what. I'm change of pace. And again, think of a team like Boston, um, where you already have Kemba, and then you're like, okay, so Kemba Kemba is you know, the type of point guard who sets up everybody up, gets going, moving left and right, get everybody set up in the offense. And then you're like, okay, Kemba needs a blow. Um, Jalen's uh, it's it's Lonzo and Jalen and the Tatum's off. Then you just go, you know what, Lonzo, just attack them, just attack the rack, just attack, attack, attack. I don't know. I I think I think that's that's a yeah. success, a future, you know, success. And I think that gives him a career like Lou will, and then it gives him, you know, 10, 12, 15 years yeah. in the league. Uh, mm, 50, yeah, that's a long time. But you know what? 
I'll make the projection. We'll see. We'll see. But you know, as we're talking about this, <laughs> this, uh, this, this Boston yeah, trade, way, you're, so you're welcome, Boston. just did a quick little bit of uh, yeah, <laughs> just just hire us now, Jesus. Um, so the Celtics, I I just did a quick yep. little bit of uh, Google Foo right here, and I found this article that was written yesterday. Yada yada yada. The Boston Celtics and New Orleans Pelicans have a trade. Potentially, this is what it could take to make it happen. So the Celtics get Lonzo Ball, JJ Redick, and Eric Bledsoe, and the Pelicans receive Kemba Walker, Carson Edwards, and Robert Williams III. Time Lord. Wow. Late so what do you think here. about okay. that? Um... No, no, no. This is this is just okay, like conjecture. Yeah. No, no, I got you, this is but hypothesis. This is, I don't hate you. Know it. what I mean? For either team, I think Kemba would organize yeah. New Orleans and, and is a leader in such a way that New Orleans has, you know, you've got, you've got, you can get your, your lead guard in Kemba. He can organize, he can, you know, get um, Ingram and Zion the, the ball. Uh, I like, I actually, I don't hate yeah. it. And Bledsoe, listen, if you're going to say that Bledsoe or Ball are going to be the, the point guard of the Celtics, that's okay. Because really your point guard is just, Make sure you get it across the, the timeline in eight seconds and give it to Tatum. You know, it's give the ball. It's give the ball the will time. Okay. Yeah. Oh, but that yeah. really does fill oh, well, up their yeah. guard. And then again, position, that's right? why that's why I'm like a kid like like Pritchard. Uh, kind of loses out there, but that's fine. Again, I think for a year you're fine. Because I think in the off season you're gonna t- you're gonna take a look at yeah. like Reddick or Bledsoe is probably not gonna stay for the full season. But you know, if you get a chance to go go ring shopping, you you do it right. Yeah, oh, but that that's a yeah, win again. That's a this big year move. win this year move. But you also you backstop with with having Ball as your point guard of the future for the next couple of years. And again, Ball now. I mean, if you if you don't know that you're you're third on that, at least third on that chart, you you you'll you'll learn quick. You know, like I I keep picturing that freshman yeah. episode where you know Carlton just wants to heave that shot. You know, and and then the the coach being like, "No, dummy, you give the ball to Tatum. Give me a lap." You know, like yeah, Lonzo Ball will have to learn real quick. You, 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 no, no. For the last in the last two minutes, you don't even think about shooting the ball. That's 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 Jason Tatum's job. Okay. They have they have their guys already. Enjoy 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 the chip. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that episode. Uh, shout out! Shout out! Oh my god! The greatest sitcom of uh, of the nineties, The Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, so problematic now, like some of the stuff that came out of that show. But anyway, that's it for another time and another show. Brando, we 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 did it. We have played all forty eight. Yeah. We've reached the you know we've we've done it. All right. That's... <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I'm exhausted. Go get so go hungry. Get the ice bath and uh, and hit the hit the buffet, my friend. You you. Uh... Yeah, I'll do that before yeah, I uh, yeah, have to there. go back I'll out again and shovel. All right, friend. <laughs> we'll talk again soon. All right. All right, buddy. We'll talk. Well, that's the show this week. My thanks go to neighbor Brandon for jumping on and having a great conversation as usual. If you like the show, please follow, share, like, subscribe. Spotify is a great spot for that. Uh, Next week, we are back with an all new show. So until then, please stay home, stay safe, and we'll talk to you again in seven days.